We're a month old and the birthday party has been in full flow with the champers out and open. Chris Lewis made a little flying visit with a couple of party treats to get us in the mood. Roy Keane has been asking us for a job at the party. However, once he saw the sandwiches available, he disappeared in a huff. And we had a late cancellation from the England cricket team as the full of playing in the IP. Sorry, the test series was just too much for them. Peter Moores, I'm still disappointed not to be getting a phone call. I'm Graham Bell and welcome to the Winnell Sports Week podcast. A quiet week for sport in the Winchester region, but we've still got a few tricks up our sleeve for you. As always, there's part two of Inside Bison with Eric Braff, a preview to all your local sporting action, and the tipster's dragged himself out of bed to give you a few tips for the weekend, all coming up on the Winter Sports Week podcast. Now, before we start, yes, 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 I am the man doing the news this week. I hope you all enjoyed my inability to look at the camera. And the fact I didn't wear a suit, ladies, I know you'll be disappointed. But what can I do? Anyway, as you can see, I'm much more sorted to sport than I am news, much in the same way as people say I'm much more suited to radio than I am TV. So the podcast will just have to keep on coming out to you. Let's begin by having a little look at yesterday's university action. And there was only three games yesterday, but Ellsworth Monk still went along to Bar End and she caught the men's football side in Western Conference Cup action. Winchester Football First team stumbled to a 1-0 victory over Bristol Fairds this Wednesday in the Western Conference Cup. The first half saw both teams begin slowly with no clear chances or opportunities for either team. As the game went on, it was clear that both teams were suffering from the bad quality pitch and were not able to play any flowing football. As the second half got underway, it didn't take long for a goal to finally arrive as man of the match, Max Sampes, rose above two defenders to nod home a Sam Beaton cross. The visitors didn't carve out any real chances, with centre-backs James Sage and Daniel Tyrrell keeping a tight back four and another clean sheet. The first team will now have to wait until after the Christmas break to find out who they come up against in the last 16 of the Cup. That's actually incorrect. The draw has been made. It's worked on a seeding system and they will be playing either UWE or Bournemouth in January. Yes, if you had watched the news, you would have found that out. Anyway, let's rattle through the scores from the other matches yesterday, and women's basketball faced a tough challenge as they went down to Exeter, but I don't think they even expected it to be as tough as it was, losing 92-5. Ouch. Men's rugby also faced a trip down to local rival Southampton, but they came away without the points as well, the positive being that they scored 19 the negative being they conceded 33, obviously the slave auction playing on their minds. That's it for university action though until January now, so hopefully all the teams will rest up and they'll be ready for the off in the new year. The Ivory Towers received a couple of emails this week from you, so many thanks to you as you did, but no, we will not be having a co-presenter. Despite the many pleading emails I received, all from one person, of course. I won't name and shame you, but getting your girlfriend to email twice was a pretty silly thing to do, especially when she said that you were her girlfriend in the final line instead of keeping it anonymous. Remember, you can get in touch with us here on sportsweek at hotmail.co.uk about anything you like. Seriously, what are you doing for Christmas? I want to know. Tell us all. It's fantastic. Last week's question, though, was sports people as songs, and you, the listening public out there, gave me one email in reply. One email. But, so in that case, they're the winner of this week's quiz. Congratulations to Sophie in Basingstoke. And she did a little ditty about her favourite player, Kevin Reiter of the Basingstoke Bison. Now it goes to the tune of Hi-Ho Silver Lining. But I'm not going to sing it for you. Instead, I'm going to read you the lyrics. And it is, And it's Hi-Ho Kevin Reiter. Everywhere he goes, well, he will keep those pucks out of the net and he will make a shout because it's obvious. 
just out of interest there, Ricky Hatton will be doing a version of Hi-Ho Silver Lining for his Christmas number one. And guess the song in that great Mancunian action. And it's I, oh, Ricky Hatton. The odds are currently 40 to 1 on that one, and I can't believe there'll be a silver lining for Ricky at the end of that. Anyway, on to this week's quiz question, and I've been feeling a little festive this week, and with next week being the last podcast before Christmas, the question has got to be sports people as Christmas characters. Send in your answers to sportsweek at hotmail.co.uk, that's sportsweek at hotmail.co.uk, and you could be the Christmas winner to the question sports people as Christmas characters characters right time to have a word with everyone's favorite canadian player coach eric braff and this is week part two of inside bison with eric braff now there has been a man making headlines in the nhl called sean avery and it just so happens that eric used to play alongside him as a junior so i had to ask him what's it like to play alongside sean avery i grew up in nova scotia for a bit and when we were about like 12 to about 13 14 yeah our minor hockey days as they call it 12 to about 15 I played with him in uh, in Nova Scotia, and yeah, he, he's definitely a vocal vocal man. I'll speak his mind, and the funny thing is, you know, he's 28 or however old he is now. And back when he was 12 to 12 to 15, it was the exact same thing. He'd be yelling at the yelling at the referees, yelling in the stands, yelling at people, yelling at his teammates, yelling at yelling at other players, and just always the focus of attention. But the the thing is with him back then and, and and he is now, he's still he's a good hockey player. I'll I'll give him I'll give him that credit. He's a really good hockey player and he can back up a lot of a lot of what he says, but I don't know. He's just one of those one of those characters where they come along once in a while and just speak his mind and you know, I, I can't I can't comment on what he said or whatever, but you know, it's uh it then you know, it doesn't doesn't surprise me what he said and and yeah I, I, I just say that that's Sean so yeah I guess. What did you make of his stick waving in front of Martin Brodeur in the uh, playoffs last <laughs> yeah. year for the New York Rangers? Yeah, that's that's definitely something that uh, it's newer. It's uh, I, we haven't seen that too many times, but yeah, he, like you said, he just likes to be he likes to be the center of attention and you know he, you know the, the Sean Avery rule or whatever came about that you know for for goalie interference or unsportsmanlike conduct I guess. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, uh, I think, I think he just, he likes it. He likes being in the media and likes, and likes all the attention being negative or positive. And yeah, he's, it's, that's just the way he is. And, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's got him to, I hate to say it, but it's got him to the NHL and, you know, he's doing it for, and he's doing it for money. So good for him you're not planning to use the stick waving yourself then in the game <laughs> oh i don't know uh, i don't know if that'll fly over here it's, uh, the referees might not know what to t- think of that and uh I, I just i don't know i don't i can't see it being uh being too sportsmanlike i guess well this weekend you uh you, you've got the newcastle vipers coming down to the arena what are you expecting from the game yeah well definitely they've had our number they've had our number this year four times they beat us four times and uh um, we just we have to we have to fix that right now. Like it's, this is a it's definitely all the games right now are must wins, and you know this game is going to be it's, it's huge for us. And to get uh, to get to get back into the playoffs race, you know we're out of the playoffs right now, and uh, we just got to get back in there and, and stay uh, and keep pace with Edinburgh and Newcastle too. We're just you know we're five points back of them, so anything's we can we can catch them if we go on a, go on a run. So but. But yeah, the teams that the teams that we have to beat are the teams that are, are around us, and you know, losing to Hull last week is it was definitely a big blow to us. And but we gotta we got we gotta just pick up our socks and uh, come out strong against Newcastle. 
What's it like coming up against guys like Rob Wilson, Ed Courtney, guys that are very used to this league, very used to the style of play? Do you sort of adjust to them, or? Yeah, well, the guys like uh, Ed Courtney, they got you know he's a he's a he's a game breaker kind of player. You know he'll uh, he he can he can he can win a game just by him. And we I think we got that with uh, Chubbs, the great Chambers, and he can he can win a game himself. <laughs> guys like that that have been around the league, um, you know you have to you have to key on them and focus on them and and. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely going to be a, be a part of our game plan is to limit, uh, you know, Ed Courtney's ice and, you know, just try and try and contain him and close him down as, as best we can. Sunday sees you travel to the Manchester Phoenix, who, of course, you've drawn in the semifinals at the Challenge Cup. Yeah. Will you be glad to get a glance at them on the ice at this time of year? Yeah, well, def- they're definitely, uh, I think they've, they've, they've uh, impressed a lot of people this year, um, the critics and all that stuff. Yeah, they've been playing some really good hockey. They're, they're a quality team with, uh, obviously, with Tony Hand and, they have a whole bunch of imports that are uh, doing a lot of scoring, and they're definitely. They're def- it's not going to be any. It's not going to be an easy task, obviously. Especially if you make it to the semifinals in any, in any uh, competition, it's definitely you're going against the best. And uh, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be in tough against them in the Challenge Cup. But you know, we're we're obviously we're up for the challenge, and we uh, we're capable of doing anything. But uh, but yeah, we're uh, it's going to be uh, it'll be good to you know to catch. Uh, get a preview I guess of what uh, what the series will be like. You mentioned Tony Hand earlier on probably the British legend that most people think of <laughs> yeah. in the elite league. What's it like coming up against a guy like him because some people could say he's compared to an import quality player in a yeah. Brit himself. Oh yeah, no definitely he, he definitely is. He's always he's near the top of the league uh, league leaders in scoring and stuff and he can yeah, he's like a like a Ned Courtney or he's a, he's a game breaker himself. So he's uh I think he's their go-to guy and he can set up plays uh like with the best of them and so He's definitely he's he's also definitely a guy we got to be got to have an eye on and just make sure because he he can see all over the ice if he's got the puck he'll find he'll find an open guy no matter where he is and and uh, that's going to be it'll be key for us on Sunday is to you know, just pick up pick up our, our our the guys or pick up their their players coming in and breaking in and stuff so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to just play smart and and contain and hopefully hopefully um, just just take take advantage of. Of, of our defensive abilities and and just go from there. So we're coming up to Christmas now. We're nearly halfway through the season. I've yeah. got to ask you, who do you think is going to win the regular season table? Well, it's it's definitely tough. I for for a moment I thought uh, Belfast was looking looking pretty good, but then you know they've lost a few in a row now. And and uh, after playing Sheffield uh, on the, a couple weekends ago, they 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 seem pretty pretty strong. They have three. Three solid four lines, and they're good defensemen, good 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 goalie, and uh, I think they're right now. Obviously, they're top of the league, and I think they're uh, they're in a good position right now in my mind. So I think uh, I'd have to go for them, unfortunately, with Brad Cruikshank on the team. But uh, not, just, it, yeah. not just Brad Cruikshank, it's Dan Green as well. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and Dan Green. So yeah, I hate to say it, but it looks they they look pretty uh, pretty good to do it. So can the Bison stampede over the Venomous Vipers? Why not go to the Basingstoke Arena on Saturday night and find out for yourselves? It's face-off is at 6.30 with tickets still available on 01256 355 266. And if I could throw a little sweetener into the deal, I will be there this week. So come and tell me personally what you think of the podcast and of our highlights as well. Also, on another note, there is a game Wednesday night at the Basingstoke Arena. It's the Help for Heroes match, which is live on Sky Sports on Friday. Yeah, the game's on the Wednesday, it's on the Friday. And it's against the Nottingham Panthers, so that should be a great game. Get yourself down there for that one as well. 
Just a quick apology for this week's podcast. Many of us have been feeling rather under the weather this week, and it's been not due to our birthday celebrations of a month, but due to this horrible bug that's been making its way down the Winnell Sports Week desk. Next week, though, I'll make you a Christmas promise right now. We will have a pantomime for you. Oh, yes, we will. Oh, no, we won't. Oh, yes, we will. Shut up, will you, everybody in the background, as we have a couple of other Christmas treats on top for you, all for you on next week's Winnell Christmas Sports Week podcast. Right, time to have a look forward to this weekend's local football action as Jake Atkinson takes us through the game. Basingstoke Town will be in trophy action as they welcome the Conkers of Eastleigh, Brackley Town to the Camrose. The Dragons will be looking to build upon their midweek Hampshire Cup victory over football league side Aldershot Town. Eastleigh fans won't be having a Sunday lie-in as they have a two o'clock kickoff away at Fisher Athletic. Eastleigh will be hoping to keep up the pressure on top spot with a victory over the struggling Athletic. Closer to home, and it'll be a right royal occasion at the Denplan City Ground on Saturday, as Windsor and Eton come to take on Winchester City. The Capitals will be looking to build upon their victory last week, but it will be a struggle against the fourth-place visitors. To see how all the sides get on, click on the Winchester News online next Tuesday. Thank you very much for that, Jake. And, J- and Ellsworth Monk once again is out and about watching some local sport, and here she is telling us where she'll be this weekend. This weekend sees Winchester Hockey Men's First eleven, without a win in two games, travel to London Wayfarers. Winchester will travel to Battersea on Saturday afternoon to play a Wayfarers team who have had mixed results of late. The previous three games have seen Wayfarers pick up a win, a draw and a loss. Last weekend, Wayfarers narrowly lost to top of the table team Wimbledon, 2-1. Winchester are only one place behind London Wayfarers in the league, with only a two-point gap and will be hoping to pick up a win after drawing 2-2 against Pearly Wall Countyans last weekend and losing to Ashford the weekend before. For directions to the match, visit www.winnell.co.uk. Right, tips to time for you all now, and he's been, even he is feeling under the weather this week, but the poor bloke managed to get out of bed to give him his tips for the weekend. He begins with the Premier League and the Tigers of Hull City are making the trip across to Anfield to take on Liverpool. And the tipster's gone for a 33-1 bet, okay, with William Hill, that the score will end up 3-2 to the home side. Now, that's not bad, actually. You've got to remember Hull's form. Remember the game against Manchester United? Remember the game against Arsenal? They've done well against the Big Four. So that's not a bad little tip there from the tipster. Now, the tipster has been feeling really down on his luck. He hasn't picked one for you yet. So rather than actually give you another tip, he's going to give you a roundup of the Premier League, not the Premier League, the Champions League prices for this weekend. Not this weekend, for the knockout stages. I'm going mad here, I tell you. Manchester United are 11-2 to win the Cup. Chelsea 5-1, Liverpool 9-1 and Arsenal are 14-1. Not bad odds there, but that's just to win the trophy. He wanted to look at what odds he could get on an all-English semi-final. That's all four teams getting into the semis. And the best prize he found was from William Hills at 33-1 to that all semi-finalists in the Champions League will be English clubs. But even more surprising, it's the same price as having... No English teams in the semi-finals. An interesting one the tipster felt there, and I'm glad that he let me know. Anyway, that's all from the Winnell Sports Week podcast for this week. Remember to email in your answer to the question, sports people as Christmas characters. Email that into sportsweek at hotmail.co.uk. That's sportsweek at hotmail.co.uk. Next week, it's the Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho. With all the magic of Aladdin, the trickery of Snow White, and the charm of Cinderella.
and that's just me. Once again, a big thank you to my depleted team. Hope you're all better for the Win All Sports Week Christmas podcast. Until then, take care. 